You are listening to episode 14 of the Chack Insider Podcast. Today we've got Joanne Carson. Joanne is a longtime member of Community Heights. I invited her to come in and to record. She had no idea walking down the hall to my office what, what was going on. She just did not understand what she could possibly be a part of that would be beneficial to the church. And I said, Joanne, you're about to find out. And she stepped into my office and got in a seat. And I put the boom mic in her face and she took off. She was on. So you're about to hear Joanne's story. What a great lady. She's been a part of our church for a long time. And I hope that today you get to know her just a little bit better. Joanne Carson, thank you for joining me on the Chack Insider. How long have you been coming to Community Heights? Oh, my. Well, the other church, when my youngest son got killed, he was going to youth group at Community Heights because we was going to United Presbyterian Church. Okay. My husband had been gone there all his life. Mm Mm-hmm. And when Ron got killed in a car accident on the high school road, he was 17, and he was going to the youth group at Community Heights. And Community Heights just hovered us over. Just saw, And United Presbyterian didn't even, my husband had gone there all his life, but they didn't even hardly paid attention. So that's when you and your husband and... We, he said to me, he said, Joanne, I think we need to change churches. Okay. He said, they, my church doesn't care, and, your, and Ron's church does, and let it be ours. So it's been a lot of years yes, that you... Yes. So, so you attended Community Heights at, in the old property uh-huh. with your husband uh-huh. and with your kids. Well, all of my other kids... Mm-hmm. Was so was your son the first one that died? Who, yes, who died. Okay, he was seventeen. So Joanne, where did you grow up? In Knoxville, or in between Knoxville and Pella on a farm. Okay, so you're you're an old farm girl. Yes, I am from way you're Iowa farm yeah. girl from way back. Yes. Did you ever milk cows? Oh yes, definitely. Did Some, you ever clean out cow pens? Oh yes, and I cleaned out many of them. I pulled calves. I done everything. What do you mean by pulled calves? Pull calves out of a mother if she oh, can't have it. You birthed. You, you, you I helped help. with the birth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I really didn't know that. I yeah, just mean. I know. That's all right. I mean, but the people listening will think Pastor Jeff really didn't even know what pulled calves mean. <laughs> I've been in Iowa for 15 years, so I do. I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might not have known it in New York. Well. So you pulled calves. You cleaned out cow pens. You. What hogs, else did you do on the farm? Chickens. We killed chickens. We killed roosters. For us to eat, we sold eggs to people from town. Big garden? Yes, we had a big garden. We we got up usually at about 5 o'clock in the morning. My dad used to walk in his sleep, and sometimes he'd walk out to the barn, and we'd have to wake him up to... <laughs> So he was, he'd start work before he even woke up. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, people say, well, they, who would you like to be like? Well, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be like my mother. I wanted to be like my dad. Hmm. My mother expected you to know how to do things. I had three older sisters. Okay. But they, my three older sister told me what to do of their stuff. 
So, and then they'd get mad because I didn't do theirs first. Did you have any younger than you? I had a younger brother, and he was spoiled rotten because he was the only boy. He was the baby. Yeah, he was two years younger. The baby and the only boy. Lacking one day being two years younger than me. Okay. So, you're how old now? 84. 84. I'll be 85 in December. Okay. You're never supposed to ask a woman her age. I don't care. But you don't care because you told me before. I don't care. So doesn't bother me. So you you were on the farm. I, I'm wondering, how much food did your family buy at the store back then? Um, Very not, much? Or? Not so terrible much. Not no. like it is today, right, no. where you do oh, all no. your grocery shopping. No, because you bought sugar and you bought uh, your chocolate chips or you bought your cocoa or you bought your breakfast food. And a lot of it, you made your breakfast, like oatmeal, and you you had your own meat, you had your own milk, you had your own eggs, so you didn't buy yeah. uh, a lot. And you your had your garden, right. and you had, had your own fruit trees, so you picked apples and, I mean, canned, yeah. canned them. And, and we shucked sweet corn and we canned it you didn't freeze it then because you didn't have a freezer right there wasn't a freezer when i was that young and um i remember when we first got our tv i mean we didn't have a tv we always listened to the radio who was always the radio you you listen to those old radio uh Uh those drama those radio Uh dramas Uh uh-huh the Hornet. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Shadow. And you you never heard a bad word. Right. No, no. no you wouldn't. And now, I, I said, kids that listen to the TV now, they hear terrible words, horrible words. Yeah. That's terrible. too bad. Oh, it's horrible. It saddens me. It really does. And I worked with the youth here, and I love it. I mean, they, you never hear a bad word. You never hear them argue. There's three of them now that's working at Fairway, and I always get hugged, and we always hand or fist. Yeah. And High five or fist bump for those of you yeah. who couldn't see what Joanne was doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so you work on Wednesday nights. Yeah. You're here for Chack Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. And you work with the junior high Junior high and the high school. Uh, so you stay for oh, yeah, some all of the of high it. school? All of it. The whole yeah. thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And so the, normally normally little old ladies like you I who know. are 84 aren't hanging out with a youth group, but you are. Why, why do you do that? Because I love the youth. I don't like to hear people my age complaining. That's all that a lot of them do is complain. And it just makes me furious. And there's a reason why... We have problems. There's a reason why things doesn't go right to teach us that, hey, hmm. not everything is supposed to be. So there's, there are blessings in suffering. Oh, yes. Hmm. I first lost my youngest son. Thank God my husband was alive then. Highway patrolman come and told us that he was dead. We never seen him. Thank God we ate breakfast hmm. with him that morning. So he was 17, uh-huh. and how many children did you have? Three. You had three children, and wh- where was he in the birth order? He was order? the youngest. He was the youngest. And then my husband died. He was diabetic, 
and he started having problems, and he died. Were you a believer when your son passed away? Oh, yes. How do you get through something like that? You depend on God. Just one day at a time? Yes, yes. And God, please give me strength to get through this day, and let me show people that they can get through. And he believed in God, and so do we. And so let me show them that we, you can get through this way. So at 84, you're a lot closer to seeing your son oh, yes. than you were yes. on that day. Oh, yeah. You think about that? Oh, yeah. Somebody said after they lost somebody, they couldn't go to church because they'd cry. I said, I've cried many, many, many tears in church, many of them. I said, hey, what better place? Hmm. And I said, usually somebody comes and puts their arm around you and prays with you, mm-hmm. prays for you. But when my husband died, he was born on the farm that we lived on. And when he died, it was a big loss because I was left with the farm and I was left with doing everything. Hmm. Did you start picking up where he left off? Did you have well, to do that? or I had somebody else farm the ground okay. rather than me. And we got rid of a lot of the stock because... It was too much. Mm -hmm. And then my oldest son, he had gained weight, and then he decided to lose it, and he did. And he got to do all the things that he didn't get to do. He was a football coach. And then when he lost the weight, then he could show the kids how to do things. Hmm. Yeah. And then one day I took his oldest son to town. I don't know what we was doing. And when we came to their house, well, he said, Grandma, I wonder where Dad is. I said, why? And he said, well, we was going to do some things. He said, well, let's go. Well, we went in the house, nothing. Went out to the barn, there he laid. And I decided that he'd been gone too long, but I thought if I don't try CPR, because I knew how, I worked at the hospital. It didn't do any good. Mm-hmm. He had two sons and no girls. Are those boys around you today? Yes, yes. One of them goes to church here once in a while. They was going, and then I don't know what happened. I'm not too sure. Do they both live here in Newton? One lives in town, one lives outside of town. Okay, so you get to see them once in a while. Once in a while, but they're busy. Yeah. Both of them work. The youngest one has two girls and a boy, so two of them's in school. Uh, And then... The other one has three. He married a gal with three kids, and then they had twins. Wow, so they are busy. Uh-huh. They are busy. So do either of your grandsons remind you of your son when you see them? Um, No. No? Things have changed so drastically yeah. in that period of time. So when you were coming to Community Heights at the beginning, you had your husband, you had your, your older son, and you had your daughter. Uh-huh. She and was the oldest. She was the oldest. She was married when Ron got killed. Ron's your husband? No, Ron was the youngest okay. boy. My husband was Archie. They called him Arch, a lot of them. Okay. And then my daughter was Patricia. My oldest son was Steve, and my youngest one was Ron. And when they was born, Patricia Ann weighed 8'11", Steve weighed 9'5", and Ron weighed 11 pounds. I said, 
I that's it. <laughs> Those are big babies. I'm not having any more. The next turn to walk home. The butterballs. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he then he was tall and thin. Yeah. He never was heavy after he was baby. I weighed 11 pounds when I was born. Can you imagine mother had me at home? I cannot imagine. And they said they about lost me. They didn't tell me that till a long time after. And then when my brother was born, they decided they better go to the hospital because they about lost me. And he only weighed seven pounds and something, so she popped him out like yeah, nothing. He was easy. <laughs> <laughs> she popped him out like the Easy Bake Oven? Yeah. <laughs> so how, how long has it been since your daughter passed away? How long has it been since you've been by yourself? Oh, my. That's a tough question. You know, isn't I it? really don't know. 10 years, maybe? Oh, at least, yeah. Okay. My son in law comes, see, he's coming Sunday. He don't go to church. But I, when he comes, I come to early church, and then I go with him. We go to the cemetery, and then we go out and eat, and then we go back to my apartment and talk. And uh, they didn't have any children because my daughter was diabetic. She had a friend that was diabetic, and she was pregnant, and she the baby died, and she said, I'm not going to go through that. Mm. So she didn't have it. They didn't have any kids. They had dogs, and he still has two dogs. And I thank God he does now. He's retired from Iowa State College, and he lives in Boone. They always lived in Boone, and uh, she worked at Iowa State too. And uh, she could sew anything. She could make anything, hmm. and I mean anything. And I couldn't. I could do everything outside, and I was a tomboy. I was played basketball. I played softball. I tumbling. I played football with the boys <laughs> in country school. That's where I went to school. It was hmm. country school. My oldest sister was my teacher when I was growing up, and she was nine years older than me. Hmm. And um, now. This church has been um, the best thing that ever happened to me of what I've been going through. And the people came and seen me and hovered over me and looked after me. So and, it sounds like it's really been family to yeah, you. Yeah. The, this church is like a family. So you're involved in youth ministry right now. What else have you been involved in over the years? Mostly the about youth. Okay, so more you've been than hanging out with. Oh yeah, youth I've for always, a long time. Yeah. Well, they was checking the junior high end, but I forget whether they was checking the senior high or the junior high end. But they wasn't checking the other. And I said, you know, if something happens at home or something happens here, we never know if whether anybody's thing's going to happen here at church. We could have a storm. We could have a fire. We could have. I mean, somebody could come and. Kill us. I mean, mm. we don't know. And we need to know where they're at. And so we check every all the kids in. I check them all in, and, and if they are not on the list, they write it in, and we check it. And that way we know where they're at, and, and they make out a, when they start, they make out a whole thing of their parents and their who to get in contact with and where they live and their telephone and their everything. 
then we know where they're at. So do you know these kids, a lot of them? Do you know them by name? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should show you. Oh, Joanne, that's right. You showed me this uh, I thought I did, but it wasn't card. true. Yeah. You want, why don't you read this? Okay. Why don't you read that? Dear Joanne, I'm just an ordinary junior hire who goes to Community Heights. However, it means a lot to me when every time I or anyone else passes by you, you give them a high five. When I was younger, I didn't know your name, so I called you the high five lady. (laughs) Now that I'm in junior high, found out your name, Joanne. I looked up what it means, and it turns out it means a gift from God. You are a gift from God. Thank you for always being so kind and cheerful and for taking the time to give me a high five. That's really nice. And I don't know who did it. I don't know who wrote it. Nobody's told you. No. (laughs) But it means so much. And he sent it to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the uh, stamp and everything. Yeah. That's really nice. So have you ever gotten anything like that before? No. No. Yeah. So that's pretty important. Yeah. Some of them told me, but they've never. I've never got it in the mail or got it by a card or anything. So just a card expressing kind sentiments yeah. is meaningful. Oh yes, very meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. The tears run. I could cry. I mean, there for a long time. I could cry. I can't as much now as I well used to. you uh, you got married and you had three kids yeah and now at eighty four you find yourself alone yeah and I would say probably ninety nine percent of parents won't go through that yeah oh yeah right I mean right. with three children yeah maybe if you just had one yeah so you understand grief oh yeah and sorrow very much and pain. so. And you're saying, you said earlier that suffering can actually produce good things. What, oh, yeah. What good things in you have been born out of suffering? Well, you realize what you could do and how you could help people by you suffering. Then you know what to do. Hmm. You know how to pray for them or how to hold them or tell them that it's all right to cry. It's all right to feel like you're alone. But nobody took none of my family's lives. I wasn't with any of them except my daughter. Mm-hmm. And she had big brown eyes. She looked at me and, Mom, do something. The only thing Mom could do was, God, please put her at peace, put her at rest, take her home, and someday I'll see her again. Mm-hmm. And that's what, the way I feel, that someday I will see them all again. Yeah. And it will be, what a blessing that will be. Yeah. And at 84, that's not that far away. If you never know. Could be 16 years. It could. You could never be know. six weeks. Yeah. It could be we tomorrow. We never know. Who knows? You know, that really is, and I'm being a little bit funny about that's it. That's all right. But that really is the hope of the believer. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's the good news of the gospel. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that this life isn't no. the last stop. No. no, There's more ahead. And I've tried to tell people. I've tried to tell my sons and my grandkids. I taught my grandsons how to do everything. And their wives had blessed me so many times and told me so many times. 
because I taught them how to do laundry, how to bake, how to hmm. cook, how to co- to clean. And so when one of their kids gets sick, they can just take over and do it. Hmm. And they have told me time, time again. One of them called me late at night and told me, Grandma, thank you for showing Greg how to do everything so that he, when we get sick, that he can do it. Yeah. That's cool. And somebody said, well, boys, I said, boys need to know how to do them things. They need to know. I said, I cannot understand people when they don't teach their kids how to do things. Yeah. So so when you uh, when you see somebody in the church, well, you work with students, right? Yeah. So but you, I, you probably want to tell parents of teenagers a lot of stuff that you don't bother telling them sometimes oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and uh but but when you see somebody in the church uh, a woman who lo- loses her husband uh-huh. you probably have no problem oh no going to them i can put my arms around him and pray for him and... Or, or if you see a, a, a mom in the church who loses a child oh yeah you're probably going to be one of the yeah. first people i really uh, in line yeah I can't imagine somebody taking one of your family's lives. The hatred that could be so prevalent there mm-hmm. because of who did it and why. But uh, when they get sick or when they go, yeah, then you know that it's supposed to be. Yeah, so... You were never the victim of any kind of a no. heinous crime no, or no, anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. You're thankful for that. Oh, yes, very thankful. Yeah. When yeah. I heard about it, that guy that went down the street in Des Moines and killed all them people down one street and didn't know any of them, hmm. killed them with a gun, I, I just can't imagine yeah. what that would be like. I just can't imagine what that would be like. When they die and you see them or when they... I mean, we never seen Ron, the highway patrolman, come and told us. And we never did see him again. And he never was shown at the, his funeral either. You remember it's all the good right. times and, right. and the things that happened to him and happened with him through the years. Yeah. And that's what you do with your husband and that's what you do with your the rest of your family, my oldest son and my daughter, how we used to cook together, how we used to bake together, how we used to, I was a 4-H leader, and I, hmm. I've worked with you all my life. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other night where I was going. I said, I'm going to youth group. Aren't you a little old? I said, nope. <laughs> so when you come to church, what do you think, people ought to be thinking about as they come to church. They're driving up that drive, whether that's parents, whether it's kids, whether it's older folks, they're going to come into the building. What What do you think they should be thinking about? What kind of an attitude do you think they should well, have? Well, they should think about the good things, not the bad. And when you see people, you think of the good things that they do. If they say some bad words, well, then... I'm not bashful in saying that's enough of that. Yeah. Because that is, it's no place. 
So it sounds like you see the church through the eyes of a teenager. Oh yeah, yeah, I do right? more than I do. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're because all everything you just said there is thinking way more about teenagers. I know, I know. And how and how they view things sometimes, and how they should view should or shouldn't yeah. view things. That's the way I talk to them. That's the way I am with them. You never, I mean, you never hear a bad word. You never hear them argue or fight. I said yes. They complain at home. That's where they should complain to. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> but I said, my kids did. Natural. It's natural. And if they didn't complain, you wouldn't know what they didn't like. Yeah. So in all these years that you've been around, tell me somebody, just name one person who has had a real positive influence on you. Dick Bergeson was... Dick Bergeson. Was uh, very, very much. He was a neighbor. He came over and he would always talk. I mean, we was always talking about. And their kids and my kids was friends. Mm. Now, you know, I never met him. Um, He passed away before I came to the church. That's right, yeah. Very, very nice. Very, very kind person. But you know what he thought and you knew the way he believed he was a very very neat man he lived out his faith yeah oh very much so so joanne i came in september and gotten to know a lot of people but it's funny how certain people you just seem to get to know better because every sunday they walk your way and they hold up their hand they need the high five and (sighs) Just maybe a little hug or just a hello yeah. or not, you know, it takes, yeah. what, 20 seconds, if that? I could not believe when I introduced myself the first time I met you. Yep. And then I thought, well, he'll not know me. Then, And you called me Joanne, and I could not believe it. I can't believe I it. I could not. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered one. You could be the only one that I remembered the first <laughs> but time. I I could not believe that you remembered. I thought, oh my gosh, he remembered my name. You know, there's this principle. It's called do for one what you cannot do for the many. Oh, yeah. So I think I remembered your name <laughs> while many of them I couldn't yeah. remember. But but you're unique, oh, right? Oh, thank you. You're, you're the lady who works with the teenagers. Yeah. Who's a senior. Yeah. Not a senior, but a senior. Yeah. yeah. Right, working with seniors, yeah. and uh, and you were easy to remember because you were unique. That's the way I am, and that's the way if I see them wherever, in town, I mean, in the store, fairway, anywhere, I either get hugs or we get a high five. And one of the managers at Fairway, he said, Joanne, I said, what? He said, how do you, these kids? I said, well, I work with them at church. And I said, oh. they, we know each other. And I said, that, he said, that is great. He said, I wondered how. Yeah, how they, you knew all these uh-huh. students at Fairway. And he <laughs> said, I wondered how you knew and how. He said, they are great kids. I said, yes, they are. And that's a great part of it. I said, that is what I love. I mean, Pastor Jason does a good job with the kids. Very good job. I wish he'd pull up his pants. <laughs> burn Uh right there uh so joanne for decades in the future there will be people 
talking to their kids or their grandkids someday, they'll say, yeah, when I was in youth group, there was this really, really, like, she was like 200 years old. There was this old <laughs> lady. Her name was Joanne, and she gave us high fives, and she made youth yeah. group fun. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for still serving and doing something that's important. Thank you. And I investing love it. Investing your life yeah. into the lives of others. That's the way I feel. If somebody could be a special person to you and you feel good about talking to them or you're good about being there, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. And so you didn't know what to expect coming into no, my office. I had no idea. You didn't know what we were going to do. <laughs> I didn't know. But thank you for joining me for the Chack Insider. Thank you, Pastor Chack. I thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Joanne. Well, there you go. That's Joanne Carson. Now, I often wonder, do are people born with that energy inside of them? Or is it somehow developed over a working of their positive attitude over the years? I don't know. I think that people like Joanne are just born with that energy on the inside. But she's decided to channel it in a very positive direction. And so instead of sitting in a rocking chair and snoozing all day, she goes out and she helps people. She gives people rides to the doctors or to pick up their prescription or to the grocery store, or to the restaurant. And sometimes she's giving people rides that are younger than she is. And then she's here, of course, every Wednesday night with our young people, developing relationships, affirming and encouraging. And I think it's a two-way street on Wednesday night. So Joanne... Thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you again next week on the Jack Insider.